It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. After a single week on low alert, Sitka has bumped back up to medium COVID risk. The Alaska Division of Health reported 20 COVID cases in Sitka over the last seven days. The threshold for moving from low to medium, and vice versa, is 17 cases in a week. If anyone is hospitalized in Sitka for COVID, the alert level would shift to high. The primary recommendation for reducing the serious health risks associated with COVID-19 disease is to get vaccinated if you haven't already, and if you're vaccinated, to get boosted. On August 31st, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration amended the emergency use authorizations of both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to include updated boosters. Known as bivalent vaccines, the shots work against the original strain of COVID, as well as the BA4 and BA5 lineages of the Omicron variant. The updated Moderna vaccine will be available for anyone 18 and over. The updated Pfizer vaccine will be available for those age 12 and over. Health authorities anticipate that COVID vaccines may eventually be administered once a year, much like the influenza vaccine. The Alaska Division of Health is expected to begin distributing the updated vaccines to providers around the state in the near future. The Sitka School District opened last month with all classrooms fully staffed, including an extra teacher at Baranoff Elementary. All principals in the district reported to the Sitka School Board at its regular meeting Wednesday that things went smoothly in their buildings as school opened at the end of August, a contrast especially to the last couple of years. Sitka High Principal Sandra Lundvik described an opening day consisting of freshman orientation in the morning, a free barbecue lunch, games, and an all-school assembly with an aerial drone photo shoot of the entire student body in the parking lot, spelling the letters S-H-S like a marching band. For Lundvik, professionally, this was a new high bar. It's the best first day of school I've, I've had, and this is my 29th year in education, and then we won't say how many years I went to school myself, but lots, and this was absolutely the best. Enrollment at the start of school is below the administration's projections, but not by much. Superintendent Frank Hauser reported that 1,111 students were attending Sitka schools. At this point, we are about 14 students behind our um, projected count for the budget. Um, But even today, we picked up another student. And so, you know, staying optimistic as students are coming in. Hauser also introduced the district's new teaching staff to the board. The 14 teachers and paraprofessionals posed for a photo and brought a lot of energy and laughter into the boardroom. In some ways, Sitka is fortunate to be able to fully staff its classrooms, as some other districts across the state have been hard-pressed. Nevertheless, there was an exception to this otherwise good news at the school board. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The problem isn't in Sitka's classrooms during school. The problem is in those classrooms after school. My name is Annette Evans. I'm the Ventures Coordinator. And I don't want to rain on the parade, but I'm here to give you a little bit of an update on the staffing situation at Ventures. Ventures is the after-school daycare program housed at Baranoff Elementary School. During the summer, Ventures is a full daycare. It's also an independent nonprofit organization and it's in trouble. Last week I had to cut our daily attendance in half due to staffing. I had to tell parents on Thursday that after the weekend we were going to have to reduce from 30 students per day to 14. This was devastating. Evans is one of four staff members at Ventures. Two of the other three are high school seniors. 
who qualified for their jobs by taking an elective course in early childhood development. The problem, she explained, is that licensing regulations don't allow for more than one quarter of a daycare staff to be under 18. So she had to cut her enrollment to stay in compliance. Ventures has been advertising hard for additional adult staff since August 1st. Evans says that since school district employees aren't allowed to double up, she's been looking outside the box for ways to bring on more people. Ventures parents are spreading the word. Grandparents are asking their retired friends. I've asked my mom to work. Evans plans to bring the child care crisis in Sitka to the Community Health Summit on September 15th to brainstorm solutions. In the meantime, 16 families are having to scramble to find after-school care for their young children. Usually, school board members don't respond to testimony during the persons-to-be-heard portion of a meeting. However, Board President Blossom Teal Olson broke with that convention and told Evans that Ventures played a vital role for her family when she was a single mother. Teal Olson said that the board would project the message. Hopefully, in the near future, we could get back to you running at full force because I, I'm pretty sure that families are in need of your services. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Anyone acquainted with the beauty industry knows there's a myriad of odd, sometimes extreme, ingredients, from snail slime to gold leaf, that are said to do wonders for the skin. But in Sitka, one woman is going back to the basics, harnessing the power of her barnyard pets to make a luxury soap. It's a cool summer morning on Edelin Street, and like most days, I've come to milk two of Sitka's resident goats, Sunny and Tanya. Goats aren't all too common in Southeast Alaska. In fact, there's only one USDA-certified goat dairy in the entire state. But this milk isn't going to be made into cheese or put on cereal. Soon, it'll be a bar of soap. I don't have any soaps that don't use goat milk. That's Evening Star Gruder, founder of Evening Star Soaps and Salves. The Sitka-based business sells an array of handcrafted goods, but Eve Gruder's artisanal goat milk soap is the real star of the show. Goat milk adds to the soap lather and some soothing properties for the skin and whatnot. You wouldn't know it now, but it was only a year ago that Gruder sold her first bar of soap. Like many businesses created in the height of the pandemic, Evening Star Soaps and Salves was born out of necessity. Having left commercial fishing as a newly single mom, Gruder needed a new plan. Maybe COVID is part of why it happens, because I couldn't go out and get a different job. And I really really needed something that I could do and be a stay-at-home mom. The idea came to her after a friend offered to give her free life coaching sessions. We brainstormed a bunch of different things I could do for income. I went and chose soap to learn about soap and to go into making soap because everybody washes. (laughs) And it was a rather humble start with that thought, and now it's turned into like a luxury soap. When I meet Gruder, she's in her basement, which doubles as a kind of soap laboratory. Part of my basement is now child play area, and the rest of it's rapidly being taken over by soap making, soap curing, soap packaging, soap, soap, soap everywhere. It's turned into a little micro soap factory. (laughs) What kind of soap are you making right now? This is dandelion lemon. Clove. Just pop them out 
later. The soap making process is long and at times scientific. Uh, it's chemistry. You've got your base and your acid and you add the base to the acid and the result makes a crystal which is soap. Soap is a crystalline structure and the goat milk and water are necessary to dissolve the base so that it can react with the oil. Gruder measures out coconut oil and mango butter with precision, adding to the perfume of essential so oils already I permeating the room. Uh, hard oils and get them melting. So I'm going to take a little bit of the mango butter and put it for the super fat oil at the Once end. Once all the elements are melted and mixed, she pours the sweet smelling concoction into molds and lets it cure for six weeks. Gruder sells her soaps locally and online. Her bars are on bathroom sinks and kitchen counters as far as Japan. But while Gruder's soap has evolved to include an array of specialty butters and oils, many of her first products were inspired by the medicinal plants of Alaska. I harvested some Devil's Club and infused some oils and made some soap, and it smelled like Devil's Club, and I was really happy with that. And then the neighbors cut down a spruce tree, and... I thought, you know, that spruce smells really nice. I'm going to go try some spruce needles. Spruce is like a northern worldwide medicinal plant. For now, Gruder's hopes are humble. While she's fishing again from time to time, Gruder comes clean and admits that she's gone too far into soap to ever want to slip back. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Tosh Kimmel. You can find out more information about Evening Star's soaps on our website at kcaw.org. Consumer goods have been washing up on beaches on the Gulf of Alaska. That's 1,200 miles from where a cargo ship spilled more than 100 shipping containers off the Olympic Peninsula on the Washington coast last year. John Ryan with Northwest News Network reports from Seattle. Trash washing up from far away has long been a problem in Alaska, but some high-value debris spilled in October has beachcombers cheering. Kathy Peavy went beachcombing with her son on southeast Alaska's outer coast. I go to pick him up off the beach, and I see he's got a Yeti cooler. And we're just like, what? And we get all excited. Brand new, beautiful Yeti cooler. One bush pilot found more than 20 coolers by flying low over remote beaches. Plastic stuff from kids' bike helmets to suitcase sets has been returning to land. It's unknown how much stuff from the Zim Kingston cargo ship is still floating around. Yeti, the publicly traded billion-dollar company, did not respond to multiple requests for comment. I'm John Ryan reporting. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. (laughs) 